welcome to the Mr. Vincent Podcast, episode 109. I'm your host, Emmanuel Vincent, and damn, it's been quite a long time since I did a pod. Um, actually, I did my last pod at the end of November, early December, uh, I believe. Um, I'm sorry, I've just been so busy with projects I'm working on, and I got derailed with this, but I promise y'all, I am focused, and I'm going to be way more consistent with this pod going forward. Um, looking to revamp this soon too um, you'll get more information on that as uh, time progresses um, but just again I promise y'all we're back on track and this weekend the NFL playoffs kick off wild card round so of course me and the homie E's chopped it up last night going through the game slated for the weekend um, gave our predictions what we expect to see transpire um, also touched on Lamar Jackson's situation with the Ravens and also looked at the Patriots um, season, reflected on that, and what we expect this to happen going forward with the team. Overall, not a bad pod, considering I've had some rust I had to like, wear off. But nonetheless, here it is. Wild Card Weekend. Um, are you excited for this this the games? Uh, I am. I am actually. I know some people um, aren't like particularly like impressed by like some of the matchups because we do have some backup quarterbacks who are going to be starting in place of guys that are injured. But there's definitely several games that I think are going to be interesting and a lot better than people think. Okay. So, uh, what game do you want to start off with? What game interests you the most? Um, I would say the number one game for me that I'm interested in watching is the Chargers versus the Jaguars. Uh, I think, both of, yeah. So it's been it's been an uh, interesting season for Herbert. He got injured very early in the season. He had the rib injury. Mike Williams and Keenan Allen have been in and out of the lineup, mostly out. I would say they've dealt with like a lot of injuries, but then they managed to somehow win ten games get the fifth seed uh, in the AFC and make it to the playoffs for the first time. And then they're going up against the Jacksonville Jaguars. And it's kind of funny because I would say Justin Herbert and Trevor Lawrence have a lot of similarities and they both are like extremely talented young quarterbacks who are seen as like the future of the league. The teams are pretty like equally yoked, which makes sense given that they're like the fourth and fifth seed. So I think that matchup is pretty good. Uh, to watch, given like you know, they're both like really talented quarterbacks. Yeah, you know, I'm not, I'm not mad at that. I like that choice. I mean, the Chargers were my pick going into the season to go to the Super Bowl, and it was looking a little, uh, looking bad early on, but they picked it up. And I think that, well, I'm not going to go as far as say that they can get to the Super Bowl, but anything can happen in, in the playoffs. We've seen it before. I mean, hey, no one thought the Bengals were going to make the Super Bowl last year, and that happened. So why not the Chargers for? I'm just I'm just worried about them uh, with Brandon Staley as their coach. I think that that would be the detriment in this playoff run. If and in fact that does happen, it'd be because of him. Like his decision to play guys like Mike Williams and Boza in Week 18, and they lost to the Broncos with nothing on the line. Really, you're already like right. at your players your playoff spot there. Like why do that for? I don't get it. Yeah, it didn't really make any sense, and now it turns out that Mike Williams has a fracture in his back, and he'll be out for the game on Saturday. That's it's like <laughs> I believe there's like a difference between like six points. Like they when they lose Mike Williams, they lose like a touchdown um, average like per game, which is absolutely like ridiculous. They will have Keenan Allen, but 
I think they need every bit of help they can get. That that Jaguars defense, it is somewhat like up and down. And Trevor Lawrence's performance, I would say like last week uh, in, in that game going into playoffs, it wasn't like great. But at the end of the day, that team can at least capably like run the football. The Chargers can't really do that. So they're kind of built around Herbert carrying that team through like the passing game. And he's down one of those guys that he needs to be able to do that. My, you know, I would say right now for me that I'm leading towards like the Jaguars because more, most of the things that they have going on for those teams are like pretty like equally yoked. But I would say there's like a big difference in the fact that the Jaguars can run the ball and the Chargers can't. Could the Chargers like win the game? Absolutely. But for right now, I'm like leaning the Jaguars given some of the issues going on with that Chargers team. Yeah, and I didn't even really know that Mike Wells was officially ruled out for the game tomorrow. That's crazy because they definitely could have used him because Jacksonville just struggled against defending the pass, giving up about 280 and 38 yards, passing yards average for the yeah. season. So that would have been a big, that would have been a big, like, positive for them having Mike Williams be there. But that that's crazy. Damn. Yeah. Doesn't make any sense to me. I don't. I don't know why Staley chose <laughs> chose to the start all of his guys, especially just given like the history the Chargers have had going all the way back to like San Diego, when it comes to like players and like their health. I would have not taken any chance chances, but this is it is what it is. It's going to have to be Herbert and Keenan Allen making it happen. Yeah, I mean, I'm thinking now that. That that might that alone might have just cost him his job. Week eighteen might have just determined his whole future. Uh, I've been of the opinion that uh, I think that if there was any of a, a team that I think Sean Payton should go back to coach, it would be the Chargers because I think he would be a great fit there with what Herbert is able to do. He's already there. I was, in LA. Yeah, I was of the I was of the opinion last week that. Staley most likely had saved his job because he had made the playoffs, but it, it's it's a, it's a recurring theme with Staley where he just makes boneheaded coaching decisions that you just can't understand, and they just lead to like these like bad results, and you're just like, why? And you don't really have an answer. Oh my god, this is this is this is bad. Yeah, I mean, so now that I have all the information you're giving me, I might tend. I think that the momentum is heading in Jacksonville's favor right now. Um, see how they won um, four straight games with trailing by at least nine points in these games. Um, and the, um, their prolific, the, uh, prolific um, tackler they have. And yep. Olukon. Yep, Olukon. Um, yeah, 184 tackles and 128 of those were solo tackles. And then yeah, that defense. No than uh, 20 more than the next best tackler. It's crazy. Yeah, that defense is a little bit like up and down, but they're very young. Um, I do think they probably need to have they have some work to do in their secondary. They might need to add some more pieces. Trevor Trevor Lawrence and the rest like that offense, they're they're pretty good. Um, I would say like the weak point for me is pro- most likely going to be like that defensive like secondary if if Justin Herbert can can really make it work and it's going to be a, like a high degree of difficulty given the fact that he doesn't have Mike Williams anymore and they're probably going to key on Keenan Allen as much as they can. I There's absolutely like a possibility that the Chargers could pull this out. I'm, I'm just thinking that the Jaguars seem a bit healthier. They're a little bit more well-rounded um, across the board than the Chargers are right now. Uh, so I've got to leave the Jaguars. Yeah. Um, I, 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 yeah. Damn. I'm, I'm mad, so I think I gotta. I want to be right. See, I want to get at least one of my Super Bowl picks right. 
about who's going to be in the Super Bowl. So <laughs> I, I want to stay with the with the Chargers, but I think I'm, I'm but I'm uh, not. Nah, uh, I'll stay with the Chargers. I got the Chargers winning. I'm, I'm going 24-20 Chargers. Yeah, I feel like I feel like it's like the opposite. It'll be like 24-20 Jaguars. But uh, if I'm wrong, I'm definitely like cool with that because I've been a Herbert fan. Uh, for a little bit, just maybe for more from like a just like a lover of the game kind of perspective, and that that kid is like talented, but he's in a bad coaching situation, and I wish the infrastructure around him was a little bit better. Uh, amen, man. Like I, I think that he just gets left, he just gets left out of the conversation of the best like young quarterbacks in the league. You have people talk about Mahomes and Burrow and Josh Allen, all rightfully so, but I feel like a lot of people forget about. Justin Herbert, and they, I think they get that he has a good chance to remind them of the, just how good he is and the talent that he has. But like yeah, said, I, not in the greatest position with the coaching that he has. Right. I think a lot of like those like conversations when it comes to football fans is like, oh, well, did he make the playoffs? Has he won like a playoff game? When you're trying to explain to people like how good he is, and you know, he got over the hump of making it to the playoffs, so hopefully he can play well and win the game in the playoffs to somewhat move that conversation along where they can't, they can't just keep def- defaulting to that. Word. Yeah. But you know, there's, there's going to be some, some, if they lose this game and it's not his fault, they're going to be the naysay that they're going to hold that against them. Unfortunately, oh, that's how it works in sports. That is, that is true. Your quarterback gets the lion's share of the, the credit and also the blame. There you get true. All right, so what other game are you, are you looking forward to this weekend, this wildcard weekend? Um, you know, like switching to the NFC, uh, the other the other game that I'm really curious about that I want to see is the Giants versus the Vikings. Yeah. Uh, I think of all of the games in the playoffs, that one to me seems like it's the most likely to end in an upset. The Vikings are very much a house of cards um, in a lot of ways. That, that offense is pretty much based around what Justin Jefferson is able to do in the past game. And if teams can take that away, the Vikings are very much beatable. They can't run the ball really well. Their defense is not good. Honestly, you could probably you, – you would not get much argument from me if you told me they were like maybe like the second worst defense in the playoffs. I think the Seahawks are probably like the worst pound for pound, but the Vikings are really not that far – behind them in my opinion and they can't really run the football all that well it's I think I think it's very very much like a real possibility that the Giants could upset them given that their offense is a lot is better than like people think it may not be all that flashy and they can't really do much of the pass game with their their limited options at wide receiver they can run the ball really well but uh, I think the Giants actually are a really bad matchup for the Vikings. And to me, they look like they are the ones most likely to have an upset win. So you think that this is a, this is a higher chance of upset than the Cowboys and the Bucks game? Yeah. So if you, like, if you look at it, so on offense, so the Vikings, they've had injuries on their offensive line, and you could probably say that their interior offensive line is one of the worst in the league, their interior offensive line play. And they're going up against the Giants, who have Dexter Lawrence, who was without question the best nose tackle in football this year. He actually was just announced he made the second team while pro. So he's been collapsing pocket interior pockets all year long. And if they could figure out a way 
with some of the blitzing to speed up Kirk Cousins and while Dexter Lawrence is collapsing that pocket and not giving them um, any space to like step up or hitch up into his throws and then they're able to take away like Justin Jefferson, it can get spooky for sure. I mean, yeah, I mean, you're right. We saw like Jaya Alexander eliminate the Jefferson from the game a couple of weeks ago when they played the Packers and they got obliterated. And that right there, I had caused a concern. Like, like you know what? They guy might be fraud. The Vikings really might be fraud. So, listen, I think that that could definitely be an upset. I'm still trying to figure out who am I gonna, who am I gonna leave with in that game. But it sounds like you're picking the, the, the Giants to win that game. And I wouldn't be, I wouldn't be mad at that at all. Yeah, I'm picking the Giants to win that game. Um, I think it's very what they do on offense is somewhat similar to what the Bears were doing with Justin Fields and what the Eagles do with Jalen Hurts, even though the, they have a way better pass game because of the receivers they have on the, and the offensive line they have. They they weaponize Daniel Jones in a way where he's part of like the run fits. Yep. So it makes it a bit more difficult to stop them as far as they run because they'll they'll trot out two running backs, sometimes even three running backs. Saquon Barkley has seemed like a resurgence under Brian Dable. I really think that even though the offense isn't, it's not really pretty, I think Dable is finding a way to speed Daniel Jones up in his decision-making and progressions. It's kind of, it's like very like binary. It's kind of like he's like, do I have split safeties or do I have like a single high safety? If I have a single high safety, I'm supposed to go here. If I have split safeties, I'm supposed to go there. And if those options aren't available when he's looking to make those throws, he's just supposed to run. And it's worked. Um, that Vikings defense isn't very good. They don't really have anything to really harp on. Their pass rush is like pretty decent. Um, I just don't, for me, I, I think that the Giants are going to be able to to make a game of it and ultimately like win it, in my opinion, just given that they match up against that Vikings team really, really well. And that, that Vikings team is very much like a house of cards there. It's it's all about Jettas, all about Jettas. If Jettas is cooking, they can beat anybody. But if he's not, then it's like it's 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 up in the air. Yeah, you're right. I mean, like, I mean, you're right. Like, Dave Ball has really done a great job with that team, like, like maximizing that team and what they have with like all the like depleted like um, um, wide receivers and everything. And Saquon, Saquon is putting that on his back. He's like the catalyst of that team when they're fourth. They were fourth in rushing this season. Um, so I, I think they could be. I think they're gonna grind it out if they do beat them. They're gonna grind it out. It's not gonna be pretty like a lot of Giants game were this year. But at the end, I think they, I think they can squeeze it out. Yeah, I mean, I think their leading receivers are like Saquon Barkley and in terms of receptions, it's Saquon Barkley and like a practice squad wide receiver who wasn't even on the team to like start the season. Mm-hmm. It's It hasn't been good, but they've been flirting with top 10 DVOA like as an offense just because of how efficient they've been both throwing and running the football. Uh, Daniel Jones has actually done like a really good job, especially like as of late, where I definitely think they're going to try to find a way to give him another chance next year and see what he can do with some uh, better pass catchers around him. Um, I I I think they can beat the Vikings. I I think the the Vikings are probably like the most overrated third seed we've seen in a long time. I agree. They have a lot of holes where they're definitely, like, beatable. 
so so to me, I think I definitely think that the the Giants are are the, have the biggest the, the the greatest chance at an upset for this this playoffs run. Okay, yeah, and like you said, like we see like the Vikings come up short several times this season, getting obliterated on the home field by Dallas, getting smacked by Philly, and then of course two weeks ago in Week Seventeen, like getting smacked by the Packers, who then lost the following week in a playoff and a like win or go home game. Um, to the to the Lions, who had nothing to play for, so that kind of like makes you like scratch your head and look at them kind of funny in that sense with all those yeah. things. Yeah, you know, absolutely. I think for me, like again, I, I'm not really big on like the fraud stuff, but when you when you look at like the point differential, you look at the defense, you look at the run game, you look at the issues like on their offensive line on the interior. It's the matchup doesn't is very 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 like it gives me a lot of like warning signs where where they could end up going one and done. Yeah, I, I agree. So okay, so what would you say the score would be the game? I think they're gonna the, the Giants are gonna try to grind it out as best they can. So I feel like it's gonna be like 27, 24. So all right, so I'm gonna I'm gonna pick the Giants. I'm gonna say twenty three fourteen. Okay. Okay. Well, you got them. You got them winning by by a fair amount. What? A touchdown? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Okay. I can dig it. Yeah, they'll be pretty big upsets too. I don't trust Kirk Cousins. I don't trust him. Yeah, I mean, I think I think I think Kirk Cousins has been playing pretty well this season for the most part. I guess there's maybe like a couple of spots where you can have like issues with him. Uh, but I think this has all of like the hallmarks of putting the game on his shoulders entirely and maybe some key moments. And I don't know if he's up to the task against this defense with some of the deficiency he has on that offense. Bingo, you in the right on the head. When the lights sound bright, usually doesn't, doesn't come through. They are playing at 4.30, though, so it's not primetime Cousins if for, for some of the listeners who have that primetime Cousins uh, <laughs> in, uh, in their head. But it is the playoffs, though, so you can't get, 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 get that much primetime than that. That is right. That is right for sure. <laughs> All right, so let's move on to another game. We got So what game, other games interest you on your, on your list? I would probably say so. Like the next most interesting game on my list would definitely be the Dallas Cowboys at the Buccaneers. Yes, here we go. Brady seven and zero all time against the Cowboys. Yeah, that's crazy. He's never lost to the Cowboys. <laughs> that's insane. Yeah. yeah, it is insane. Um, that is my next game where there can be like an upset. I believe Dallas. The I haven't looked at like the lines, but Dallas should be favored based on even though the Buccaneers are the top seed, but I definitely feel like the Buccaneers could possibly upset the Cowboys, given some of the things that's been going on with the Buccaneers, like as of late, the the Buccaneers have dealt with like a lot of injuries. So uh, Tristan, Tristan Wirfs has been hurt at times. Donovan Smith has been hurt. Their center, Ryan Jensen has been hurt. The wide receivers have been in and out. All of those guys came back at the very end of the season uh, Jensen is back off of IR, um, I believe. And then Tristan Wirfs and Donovan Smith are back and healthy. Um, all of the wide receivers were healthy last week. Um, they can absolutely make something happen against Dallas, given the fact that that defense, they, they, that defense does have some weak points in the secondary. I believe Kevin Smith has been targeted a lot. Uh, and we know the one thing we know about Brady 
is Brady will kind of throw out the offense, go up tempo, and just hammer whatever weakness you have on your defense. And there has been one for, like, the Cowboys as of late in their secondary. So I definitely think that's something that we have to, like, watch out for. And Dak, we you have no idea what kind of Dak that you're going to get. He can look elite in one game, and then the next it's just turnover crazy. He has more turnovers than he has starts this year. He's averaging like a, uh, over one interception per game. If that, if you turn over the ball in the playoffs, you're going to lose. So in my opinion, I, I do have like an upset alert for this game. I do think Dallas is going to win, but I do, in my opinion, this game is entirely dependent on which Dak shows up. And I can honestly tell you, I have no idea which version you're going to get because he will just be, throwing the ball to the other team, and I have no idea why. I, I can't explain it. Yeah, I mean, Dak, what, led the league in interception this year? And you said it like, it's crazy. You just, one, one game, he'll look great, fantastic. The other game, he just missed a, turn, missed a turnover. Like, I, I don't get what's going, what's going on with him and what's going on with the report that he has with his receivers and everything. Now, I, I say a big part of the playoffs we know is, you know, going into the postseason with, more, with momentum, having momentum on your side. And they did not fare too well in the season finale against the, the commanders, which is a, a bad sign. Now you're going to Tampa Bay to face all Bill Beard. You did have a better record, but you know Tampa won their, their division. They host the playoff game. And you're going against the GOAT in many people's eyes and Tom Brady, where we see that Tom Brady can make you can never cut him out of the game. As long as the game is close, when you have Brady on your side, you have a chance. I don't know if the Dallas team can handle that pressure. Yeah, um, I absolutely think that Brady will do his absolute best to be in that game. You can always count on him to be like a gamer. And they're healthy. Health, health is one of the biggest factors when it comes to being able to win like football games. And you could argue that, that that Tampa Bay offense is getting healthy at just the right time. Do I think they're going to make some Cinderella, uh, Cinderella run and go all the way back to the Super Bowl? No. Uh, but they absolutely can make a game of it versus the Cowboys, especially given that even though that Cowboys defense is good, people are starting to see some holes that they can attack. And Brady is going to find those. Absolutely. Brady's pretty too cerebral to not take advantage of the weak spots in the defense. Yeah, and I think I think you probably they'll you know especially like in a playoff game like that he'll go up tempo, kind of take like the coaching out of it, just do what he does in terms of being able to, to diagnose both pre snap and post snap and just move that ball. Um, but ultimately, I think it, it, again it will depend on Dak because the Cowboys should win this game. They should. I just don't know. I just don't know. They should. I think that I think the overall a more talented team. They should win this game. But yeah. we all know that they've been struggling and this is Tom Brady, 7-0 and again. Yeah, <laughs> he's been here before. Yeah, he's been here before. He's been the underdog, he's prevailed. So why not? Why can't he do it again this Sunday? Or well, rather, Monday night. Do you think that um, uh, McCarthy will be fired if they lose? I've seen a lot of people talking about this on, um, on, you know, on the big networks and everything. I, I don't think so. But it is also like Jerry Jones, so you never know what's going to happen. But I, I feel like unless it's like ridiculously like egregious loss, like a blowout or something like that, 
I feel like I feel like that's not going to happen, but it could. Yeah, I, I, I'm not. Uh, maybe, like you said, maybe depending on how they lose this game, it can, it can happen. But then, I mean, like, who's it going to turn to? I know they're saying, um, uh, who, who, who would they turn to to fix that team? I, I, could, I could, could be Sean Payton. Sean Payton. Sean Payton was always the one that got away for Jerry Jones. And then initially, when Sean Payton left, everyone was saying, "Oh yeah, it's like a, it's like pretty much like set that he's he's waiting to get that Cowboys job." So it it could be it could be him. You never know. Yeah, true. Yeah. Um, do you think that Brady's gonna retire if they lose? And this would be his last post. No, from from a lot of like the indicators, it seems like he might go to another team. And I'm, I'm in pop- Miami. Yeah, it could it could be Miami, but I feel like the even more, like like, more likely it would be like Las Vegas. Yeah, because they got all the pieces there for him exactly. to be able to succeed. And he got and Daniels. Yeah, he knows the system, so um, it could very well he could very well end up in in Las Vegas. And similar to, to Florida, yeah. no state income tax in, in Nevada. Yep, no yes. state income tax. Not far from California, where his parents live. Mm-hmm. It's possible. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I don't think it's done. I mean, that that job for Fox is going to be waiting for him whenever he decides to hang it up. Yeah, whenever, yeah, whenever he hangs it up, they'll they'll wait. They 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 don't care. I really think that Brady wants to go off on top. Yeah, I mean it's it's Brady. He's like the greatest like outlier when it comes to the NFL of all time. So you 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 knew it wasn't just gonna be like some like simple thing for him. So I'm I'm very curious as to what like the next step will be after this season, given how everything's been going on. It it seems like it's inevitable that him and the Buccaneers are gonna separate. He's a free agent. He you know he'll he'll have suitors because he can still play at a high level. Absolutely, yeah. Which was, was just crazy being at 45 years old. <laughs> Absolutely. Absolutely, it's nuts. Right. Um, let's take a quick break and we'll talk about the rest of the games slated for the weekend. What are the games we're tackling? Well, what's the next game we're going to tackle? All right, we can get to the first of the ugly slate, um, but there's also some of the uh, other, maybe like on the field and off the field news, that the Miami Dolphins at the Buffalo Bills. Oh, my God. Um, yeah, so being on Twitter is interesting. Um, the Twitter spaces that we've talked about on on um, previous podcasts, I've been in some of the Miami Dolphins fans on Twitter, Twitter spaces during like the preseason and the season. And given the, some of the additions that they had, you know, we're adding Tyreek Hill, getting, getting um, McDaniel. They really thought that they were going to win the division and go to the Super Bowl. And they won the exact same amount of games they won last year. And, well, I mean, well, I mean, you gotta provide some context, though. Yeah, and Tua, Tua's been injured. Tua's, Tua's been injured. That's true. And people are floating him possibly retiring because he had three concussions, two two actually diagnosed, and then one that seemed like pretty obvious to everybody else but the spotters. Which, and, is, which, which is crazy and absolutely indefensible. Yeah, very indefensible and. 
we don't really know where things are going to go for him. I don't think he's going to retire. Um, I know a lot of people have like talked about it where it might like make sense. And maybe it would like if it, you were like his like loved one and wanted to see him here. But I, I don't think he will personally. Yeah, the, the Dolphins are hurt. They're starting Skylar Thompson for this game because I believe both Tua and Teddy Bridgewater. Teddy Bridgewater broke another finger on his throwing hand, so he's not available. They're going to be starting Skylar Thompson in this game. I don't think they stand a chance in hell against the Buffalo Bills without Tua or Teddy Bridgewater, at least. That defense has been playing up and down for the most part. They're they're not good. I didn't really think they were going to be all that good, and that's been proven to be correct. Um, the Bills, the Bills are just the Bills. Uh, they they are somewhat of a house of cards themselves, where that offense is pretty much either Josh Allen running the ball or throwing the ball to Stephon Diggs. But they're definitely talented enough on both sides of the ball, where I think this is going to be a comfortable win for them against the Dolphins, barring something absolutely crazy like some injury or something along those lines. Yes, I mean, yeah, like you said, like. Bills have the second-ranked scoring offense, the second-ranked scoring defense. So, but it's just sad that Tua's not going to play because if Tua was out there and was playing here, with I love Josh Allen as a talent, but sometimes he he gives you one or two throws in a in a, in a pivotal game that is just like 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 what the hell did he just do? And that could have been a chance for Miami to capitalize. But I would think with, with the depletion at the Q, at the QB spot, uh, even if that does happen with Josh Allen, they'll be able to overcome. Yeah, I, I think even – I think they have a large margin for error in this game, if we're Absolutely. being real about it. And maybe maybe Josh Allen will throw like a pick or two or have one or two of the, I guess, the bonehead plays, I guess you could you could really like call it, because he'll be good for a couple of those. Because I do think he trusts his arm a little bit too much at times, especially like down in the red zone where the field is like super condensed. But – I, I don't. I don't. I think they're gonna win this game pretty comfortably, and they're just gonna move on to the next round. Given the fact that the QB one and QB two for the Dolphins are out. Yeah, I mean, and plus, you know, the, the Bills are playing inspiring football right now. You know, ever since what happened to Jamal Hamlin, and thank God that he's okay. He's okay and progressing. So I think that they, they got they got that. Oh, yeah. they got that to play for to the play for their, their teammate and everything. So, yeah, I mean, I, I would think this game would be 35 to 14. Yeah, I, I, feel like, I, feel like, I feel like 35 to 17 is, is pretty, pretty – like, I'm pretty comfortable with saying that. And just, like, as, like, a long-term thing, it may not be, like, a factor as much for, like, this round. But I think that DeMar Hamlin injury is a big deal. Um, oh, yeah. Micah Hyde. Micah Hyde um, went out with his injury. Could possibly be back for the playoffs. I've been hearing because I did hear he's back at practice and that he could possibly be back for the divisional round, which mm-hmm. is interesting caveat. Mm-hmm. But Hamlin's been playing for Hyde, and now now they'd be down to the next guy on the depth chart, given that they don't they supposedly don't have both Hyde and Hamlin available. So that's definitely something I'll keep an eye on for like next week. But yeah, thirty-five seventeen seems pretty fair to me. I mean, now the only thing that Dolphins have that could possibly work in favor of this game is the run game, because I mean, losing Von Miller this season was a big loss for them, and, and they haven't been that as good as I saw from the run since he's been gone. Um, 
that can be the thing that they got, I guess, that they got to like, would have to like really be good at on the ground to have a chance to even compete in this game. But even that won't be enough. Yeah. And I don't even see that working out for them either. I think, I think a lot of the quick game that they were using earlier in the season and teams being terrified of it and giving them space over the top really covered up how maybe like average at best, like that offensive line is, I really don't think their offensive line is all that good. And they were covering up a lot of it with some of the quick game. And that's been more of a thing as of late where they just can't really run the ball capably uh, for whatever reason. So I, I just don't see this going well for them at all. Yeah, yeah, you're right. Yeah, we're right. Yeah, this is, I, I think this is one of the the duds that many people feel will be uh, taking place in All Star Week. It's an All Star Weekend, Wild Card Weekend, rather. Um, yeah. What about the next game? I would say like the next game for me is the Seahawks and the 49ers. Uh, this is another game where I don't think the the, the team really stands a chance in hell. The, the I think the, the 49ers are an absolutely terrible matchup for the Seahawks given some of the realities on that defense. They, they're they not really good as a defensive front. They're a bit up and down. They're not really good at stopping the run. Like, <laughs> I don't, I don't, I don't really know how they're going to be able to stop that San Francisco 49ers offense. Most teams most teams you maybe have like one mismatched Swiss Army knife player on their team. Like for, for the Patriots back in the day, like in our it was it was Rob Gronkowski, where he was kind of a wide receiver and a and a tackle rolled into one. The the 49ers got four. Four. George Kittle is a, a receiver. And uh, and an offensive lineman in one. Debo Samuel is a running back and a wide receiver in one. Christian McCaffrey is a running back and a wide receiver in one. And then the same thing with Kyle Juszczyk. It's like, how do you how do you stop those guys? I don't don't <laughs> I don't know. Um, and they can just simply run the ball all game long. And the Seahawks, Seattle Seahawks can't stop it. On the other side, I think Geno Smith has played really well, and I I think they should find a way to sign him to a deal and go with him going forward uh, and maybe draft some defense to shore things up there. But they got that offensive line hasn't been playing well as of late. And now they're going to be playing against Armstead and Nick Bosa and D'Amico Ryans with Fred Warner roaming the middle. It's they're, they're going to get, they're going to get their, their asses kicked. I'm, I'm, <laughs> and if that doesn't happen, I will be shocked, but. Yeah, the 49ers, I have the 49ers coming out of the NFC and going to the Super Bowl. Um, yeah, and, so, yeah, they, they, weren't, they weren't my preseason pick to make the Super Bowl from the NFC. But I see them progress, and, like, about two weeks ago, I'm like, yeah, I think they're not going to go to the Super Bowl <laughs> in the NFC. Who's going to beat them? They're, they're stacked on both sides of the ball. Playmakers. like Yeah, they, they, got, they got playmakers for days, um, and it's kind of funny where they've gotten two two quarterbacks have been injured. So their 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 starter Trey Lance got hurt, then Jimmy Garoppolo got hurt. And the quarterback play literally got better with each injury. Like Jimmy Garoppolo played better than Trey Lance and Brock Purdy has played better than Jimmy Garoppolo, which is absolutely like nuts. I don't think Brock Purdy is like great by any means. I do think he's somewhat um, kind of riding the bus there with all of the playmakers they have and Kyle Shanahan running that offense. But oh, well, of course, of course, he's doing his job. I think his job is just not to screw up. 
keep control, keep this, keep the ship afloat. That's what he's doing on offense. But you're right. Yeah, I mean, it's kind of, it's kind of get the ball, get the ball in those playmakers' hands and let them take you to like the promised land. And it's been working really well so far. So uh, I think the San Francisco 49ers are probably like the most balanced team on both sides of the ball, where they can do it to a lot of ways offensively, and they can do it a lot to you a lot of ways defensively, and they have two really good play callers and designers on both sides of the ball. So, uh, yeah, I think they're going to give the Seattle Seahawks that work. I don't really think the Seattle Seahawks stand like a chance in hell. Um, and I do think the 49ers are actually going all the way to the Super Bowl this year. Uh, and the only team that can has anything that will have anything to say about it is the Eagles and possibly the Cowboys if they're able to get their stuff together. Yeah, man, like it, it, it's scary how, how, how good they are, <laughs> how good they are. Like, it's like it feels like it doesn't really matter who's at QB. They're gonna they're gonna be a tough out regardless who who's, uh, who's uh, is snapping who's taking the snaps. Definitely for sure. Um, so for that game, I, I would probably out if I had to score pick a score, I'd probably go like 40, 40 to thirteen. <laughs> yeah, I was thinking something like 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 thirty five to ten. Like I don't think it's gonna go all that well. Yeah, it, it, uh, that, yeah, that, 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 that's a dud. Another dud there. Um, so do you think uh, you do have it done with the uh, well with the Bengals and Ravens? So that's an interesting game. That is a very very interesting game. Uh, so that that game was pretty close last week. I am very much of the opinion though that the Bengals were trying to keep things as close to the vest as they can. They they could sorry because they knew that they were going to play him again um, this Sunday. So I'm sure, like, the game plan will be, like, expanded. But that Baltimore Ravens defense is very, very good. So I do think they'll be competitive. But Lamar Jackson isn't playing. So I don't think that they have, like, a chance to win. Um, I think the Bengals are going to win that pretty comfortably, in my opinion. Um, it'll be closer than some of the other games. I think you can. I think you can count on it being within one score, in my opinion, especially given the fact that the Bengals have had some injuries at the offensive line. Um, I think both of their tackles are now injured, one for the season and one um, fairly like recently. Um, it might, or it might have been their backup. RTO would have to go and double check, but um, I think the Bengals are going to win that pretty convincingly, and it's it's pretty much them along with the Kansas City Chiefs and the Buffalo Bills trying to try, trying to jockey to see who's going to end up making that AFC championship game. Yeah, I, I, I agree. Like, despite the, 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 the injuries on the O-line, I, I think the Bengals got this in relatively easy. I mean, it's just such a lot that we're not going to have them on deck in the playoffs, man. I'm, I'm really disappointed about that. Yeah, it's it sucks. Um, I'm really, like, disappointed about how the things have gone for Lamar. Um, but I kind of saved that game for last because uh, even though it's it seems pretty clear that the Bengals are going to win it, I think I think Lamar and the Baltimore Ravens. I think this is the last of it. Um, we've seen some of the, the the issues going on with that with that with his contract. He is literally the third quarterback in NFL history since they put in the rookie wage scale. He's the fifth, the third quarterback to play on his fifth-year options. The only other two were Jameis Winston and Marcus Mariota, who did not end up get who didn't end up getting re-upped by their original teams. Um, clearly, Lamar is uh, 
absolutely uh, vastly superior quarterback to what they are, given that he's a he's a former MVP, a unanimous yeah. MVP at that. Um, actually, he wasn't unanimous. Sorry, he didn't get one vote. Or maybe it might have been a fraud. Pro. I'd have to double check. But um, they just gave Roquan Smith a $100 million deal. Um, and Lamar still hasn't been signed. They've been soft peddling his health for his knee and his availability for like this upcoming playoff game or towards like the end of the season. And he just put out a statement discussing like his injury when the team, not the team, he did, he tweeted it out himself. I don't, I don't think we see Lamar Jackson in a, uh, a Ravens uniform next year. I think they're going to franchise tag him and they're going to get bids on him for trade. And I think they're going to trade him because I don't, I think that at this point, like they're going to separate. It's too much smoke in that organization for people to tell me that the house isn't on fire. I, I think, I think Lamar and the Baltimore Ravens are done. Wow. So, wow. So you think that Lamar is, we're not going to see him ever in a Raven uniform again. So he must have not thought Stephen A. Smith was talking crazy when he said that they should trade him <laughs> in the last couple they, of days. They absolutely, they absolutely should trade him. They absolutely should trade him. I think it's if they haven't signed him yet, it's like, what are you waiting for? Because every time you don't sign, if you, if you intend to bring like your quarterback back and he is capable the price goes up. The longer you wait, the price goes up. So the fact that they haven't signed him by now tells me, told me like a lot. I figured that they were going to like try to work it out, but I don't, I think it's a wrap. He's not, he's, he's not going back there. Okay. So do you think that, um, do you think that at least from a uh, Ravens organization side, that they're looking at it from the fact that when they won their Super Bowls, they didn't have an elite quarterback. So, like, they had, what, um, Trent Dilfer and then Joe Flacco. Although Flacco did play well in that, in, that, in that run, he wasn't an elite quarterback. But they had those two guys they wanted to bowl with. So, they're thinking, well, if we, can, if we can do that with them, why not just put all our resources into our defense as opposed to, like, giving max money to this quarterback who is relatively most to injury, who has a higher risk of getting injured than your standard quarterback because of, the, because of his mobility. Yeah, I mean, that is definitely, like, a thing. Um, but I feel like they should have just done this by now. I, I don't think him, his, him being, like, dinged up enough where he's not, like, a good player anymore is something that's going to happen near term. I also think the, his, his style of play, he doesn't really get hit square all that much. Like, most of his injuries have happened in the pocket. It hasn't, They haven't been while he's, like, running in the open field. Um, I would say if if... I don't think he's faster than Michael Vick was. I think Vick was faster than him, but I would say the what Lamar's like special talent is 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 his wiggle. Like you cannot hit that kid square. Like it's just not a thing. Like you don't tackle Lamar Jackson, you kind of like corral him almost. And I don't really think that's like an issue. I don't I don't get what Baltimore is doing with maybe some of like the hard lines that they've taken with like the contract negotiations. But um, I think it's at this point where it's going to go one extreme or the other. And uh, the extreme that I think it's going to go is that they're going to trade Lamar. And to me, it's like having someone who's like a unanimous MVP, um, who's like 25 years old and, a box office quarterback, a box office player who will put butts in seats and the fans like adore him 
and trading them away is like pretty like extreme. The only other thing, the only it's it's that or they are going to give into every single demand that he has, where he'll just get like a fully guaranteed contract. He will have control over like who like the coaches are. Like it's going to be either one extreme, like or the other. I don't see this getting um, this going like some like middle ground or like compromise. Uh, but so I think it's a wrap in my opinion. Okay, so you mean fully guaranteed like Deshaun Watson money? Yes. Because I, because my thing is like that's an anomaly. That was a that you can't you can't like try to like use that as leverage for yourself. Well, you are oh, sorry. You can try to use it as leverage for yourself. But at the same time, the organization is going to be like, come on, like this is like, this is an anomaly. This does not happen. Now, he should be getting more guaranteed than Colin Murray and, and Russell Wilson. That's for damn sure. Yeah. More than them. Yeah. But I don't know about Deshaun because, I mean, Deshaun, when the issue is off the field, plus his two ACL injuries he's had, it's kind of crazy that they would even like give him that 230 guarantee. I think what I do think is it makes sense that maybe like ownerships might not want to do it. But what I also think is then they should have signed him earlier. If if you were afraid of – if you don't like the fact that he's using Deshaun Watson as a floor, why didn't you – why didn't you sign him to a long-term deal before Deshaun Watson, like, got his? It's um, exactly what I've been saying. It's like the longer you wait, the longer you wait, the higher the price is going to get because all they do – all these, these like, high-end quarterbacks do is they look at what the guy – the guy that just got signed got, and then they want a little bit more than that. So, and and obviously, Lamar is going to look at Deshaun Watts's deal, and he's going to want something similar, which was fully guaranteed. Which is why you, I can guarantee you, guarantee you, that even though the Chargers and the Bengals um, have decisions to make this offseason about um, putting in um, about uh, activating. Herbert's and Burrow's fifth-year options, they are going to re-sign those guys first thing in the offseason to long-term contracts because this is the first time that they're eligible for extensions because they see exactly what's going on with Lamar. They should have signed them a long time ago, and they didn't do it. When you don't do that, the price goes up. That's how it works. Oh, yeah, I see what you're saying. So you're saying that they should have signed them even before the Sean Watson deal came down. Yep, they they wait. That's on them. They had the opportunities to sign him to a deal. Maybe you should have made him an offer that he would have taken and would have gotten to this point. You play overplayed your hand. It is what it is now. So I think I think it's at this point where they got to separate everything. Everything that I've seen says they're separating. Yeah, it doesn't look good, and I'm pretty sure that they're frustrated at the situation of him um, like missing this time. Because when I was heard that his engine wasn't supposed to be wasn't supposed to keep up that long, and it's, and it's still lingering. So I, I, I'm sure there's some frustration on both sides of the camp. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I think I think I honestly think Detroit should give them a call, offer up. They have the number six pick overall. Offer that up and maybe something else. Um, I think they – yeah, I don't think Miami gives up the picks, especially given the fact that they just lost one of their first rounders. Um, they might see if they can sign someone in free agency, maybe. But and they, but I also feel like they're just going to run it back with like two. I think two has shown them enough that he can run the offense, and maybe they can do more in terms of like his growth. But I, I feel like the team that makes the most sense to me is Detroit. They have number. They have to pick six and eighteen. 
I think they could get away with just giving up six and then maybe either some like day two picks and future picks and then still have that number 18 that they can use. Um, and then maybe like saying golf as well. But uh, I, I think I think it's a wrap. I don't I, Lamar's out of there. It's just it's just a matter of time, in my opinion. Yeah, with me that that the Baltimore's got the stripper down and, and built from scratch because the team is like built around his skill set. And once That's he's fact. gone, you got to like, tear it down. And as fact, unless they get that number six pick, and then they could go take somebody like I don't know, like like Anthony Richardson out of Florida. He's extremely raw, but he has like a similar skill set where he can both throw the football and run. Okay, well, that's what's up. Yeah, so so what do you got for a score for this game? The the Bengals Ravens game. Um, I think that's going to be twenty eight twenty four, in my opinion. Oh, you got a close one. Uh, I, I'll, I'll probably go thirty two twenty favor of uh, Joe Burrow and company. Too much talent, too much weapons on the offense. Uh, I think, and I think Joe wants to get back to that, to that uh, Super Bowl and then finish the job this time. Yeah, Joe Burrow's a problem. He's a problem. Absolutely. absolutely. All right, yo, hey, hey, we didn't, I don't think we put the score for the Cowboys game in the, in the Bucks. Oh, Cowboys and the Bucks. I think that the Cowboys are going to win that game 31 31 to 27. Ooh, okay. I'm going to go – I'm going Tampa 24-20. I'm going Tampa. <laughs> I, hope, I hope Tampa wins just so I can, like, laugh at, like, Cowboys fans because they oh, – Oh, me too. They, they're crazy. They're crazy. Shout out to Mac. <laughs> Mike, but – oh, they lose. <laughs> oh, oh, he's going to be sick. He'll probably set us, probably set us food up for the whole week and won't, and won't answer my text from his spot. <laughs> As as he deserves, man. Get him up. Hey, I forgot, I, I forgot to tell you. Um, we didn't do a party so long. You know, I went to the game, to the um, Raiders game uh, in Vegas. I was there. Oh, wow. That's dope. How was that? Uh, yeah, well, you know, the game with that Shaq and the Fool type moment. Two. Outside of that. Um, yeah, that, was, that, that must have been crazy to see in person. I oh, my, oh I, I wanted to cry. It, it was a great – that arena is off the chain. But listen, that's, that's the first time I ever went to an NFL game. I've never been to an arena before, so – Oh really? Like, yeah, I never, I never just let, I don't like being cold, so I'm like, you know what? I'm not going. I'm not going to a cat game. I gotta go away. So it's my first game I've went to. So it was a great experience, and it just it's it's crazy. Like seeing like how many Pats fans travel. So I think I was talking to some of my boys. I'm like, yo, I think Pats, Packers, and Cowboys fans travel the travel the best. And then they all said, oh, you know what? You got you got, you got someone um Pittsburgh in there to the Steelers. So okay, those four t- those four franchises fans, I think they travel the best. Oh damn! I mean, yeah, we gotta. We I don't know. We gotta figure out something next year because um, Herbert and Mahomes are coming to Gillette. So I'm thinking I'm gonna try to get to get to both those games. Wait, wait. They sort of been announced who's gonna who they're gonna play next year. Yeah, they already put out the um, home and away games. They just didn't put out when the games are gonna happen. But the home and uh, but the the Patriots are playing the Chargers and the Chiefs at home and the Eagles. I almost kind of like want to see that too, but um, I'm not. I'm not going to do three games because that's a lot of money. Give me. Right. I'm going to do. Yeah, I'm going to find a way to go. I'm going to get tickets to um, the the game against the Chiefs, and I'm going to get a, get tickets to the game against the Chargers. Oh wow! Yeah, I'm, I might have to go to Gillette, but I, I just don't like the fact that you got um. Well, from right here, like it's a it's a bitch to get out of there at the end because the parking is the parking lot is. Crazy back up. That's what I heard. See in Vegas. Take the train. Take the train. 
Take the train. Don't even take don't even do it. Yeah, take the train. There's a there's a, so there's a train. Um, I just leave it like at home, or or like yeah, I usually just leave it at home. But I usually do because I live um, but I live in Cambridge still, so um, I will just take an Uber over to South Station. Um, I'll hop on the Patriots train. It takes you to like the stadium, and then it does not leave. You pretty much you can't stick around though. So you pretty much everybody leaves to go get back on the train. Takes you right back to South Station after the game is over. That's not bad. Yeah, I think I'd rather do that than actually be in the car. Yeah, yeah. So no, Vegas, I, I never drive. I never drive. I just take the train. So Vegas, I was with like six of my, my boys, right? So we went to, I remember that day, we went to the win for brunch, did that. Then right from there, we got in the limo, went to the game. And then, but there's no tailgating over there because of how it was set up. There's no tailgating. So we just did that. And then we've been like, just leaving, like walking out of there was, was, was like, it was like a scavenger hunt. Like you had to go through, like, like go through like a pool of mad people had to navigate around because just right by Mandalay Bay, everybody's going through the hotel and everything. But it was a great time. I just wish that they played out there like in October because I heard that's great Vegas weather. It was, it was kind of cold. And I was, and I kind of had a cold at the same time when I was up there. And I wasn't going to dress appropriately. But it, it was fun regardless. I got you. I got you. Yeah. I, I told people, I think I want to travel more. Like whenever, whoever they play, I want to go to like away games and go, like, they go like, if they play in ATL, I want to go. If they play in a sofa, I want to go. Yeah, I've never done um, a Patriots like away game, so that's that's probably like next on the list for something I want to do. Yeah, definitely, man. So it was a great, it was a great time. So, how would you feel about the past season overall? I haven't talked to you, um, you know, for a while. I've been talking to Pod. Um, I was. Um, it's gonna be weird for me to say this. I was happy with all of the losing. Um, yeah, but it's not weird because. I've seen you like in the past couple of seasons on Twitter express the fact that you like, you want to see us lose, start winning these games, have put us up in better position for the draft. So I'm guessing that's why. Yeah, um, my entire thing that and I've been on this pod for a couple of years now. It's my thing was Bill Belichick is going to win more games than he should every single year. He's going to push us into. Either we're going to, like, barely make the playoffs or we'll be, like, right, like, a game out of the playoffs. And we'd be picking in, like, the 20s in the draft. And then Bill, being Bill, always, like, goes for value. So he's going to trade out of the pick. And then a team that really needs an infusion of, like, blue-chip talent doesn't get it. So the way I looked at it was, like, yeah, we're just going to be on a cycle of winning – between like eight to 10 games, not being like, not being a true contender, maybe making the playoffs every single year. And it would be like purgatory. And I was like, we need to have a losing season for one, so we can get the draft capital that we need to add talent to the team. And two, because it will get Kraft to light a fire under Belichick and be like, hey man, like this is unacceptable. Like even though you've won six championships, this ain't working, so you need to do something different to fix it. And it, I feel like both of those things have finally happened. Um, I really wish we had lost against the Miami Dolphins because if we had, we would have the number 10 pick instead of, like, the number 14. Whatever, I'll take it. Um, the things that – and it, uh, Robert Kraft put out, like, a letter um, to um, season ticket holders where he was basically saying like the, the results of this um, season were unacceptable and they're looking at operational changes to make sure that this doesn't happen again next year, which was step one. He had a meeting with Belichick and then all of a sudden um, Gerard Mayo, who's been 
basically like our DC, but does hasn't formally gotten the position. Um, all of a sudden, that they said that they were um, working with Gerard Mayo to keep him with the team long term, and um, they also put out the news that they were looking for like an offensive coordinator, which is two things that almost like never happened. It's like Bill Belichick has a history of having. Um, position coaches who have been players under him, but he's never given them formal like coordinator positions or they always end up like walking away to finally get like that opportunity. And it feels like he's finally like changing his stripes because he realizes like, yeah, I screwed up. So in my opinion, like the losing was necessary. And I think it was like for like the greater good for the team long-term. Okay. I agree with that. I agree because I get that, that offensive call play call in the season was abysmal and rightfully so. I mean, based on who we had as our quote unquote offensive coordinator. Um, I feel like that that this kind of like messed up with uh Mac's progression. It definitely, um, definitely did. I think it hurt him and you see he was frustrated at, at points of the season. But our defense was good. Um running game was solid, offensive team questionable. Uh, yeah, I think well. I think I think Ramondre Stevenson showed us like a lot of things. Um, I think Ramondre Stevenson was probably like the best player um, on our offense this year. Um, hopefully, I think Easily. I think Easily. I think that um, priority number one for Belichick most likely in the draft will be to go get uh, a new tackle. Um, I think Isaiah Wynn has played his last game as a Patriot. I don't think he's coming back. I don't think the Patriots are going to resign him. They're going to let him walk in free agency. Um, the only tackles that we have signed under contract are, are uh, Andrew Stuber and Trent Brown. So clearly they need to do maybe some players at free agency um, as well as the draft. Um, DeAndre Hopkins, they, the Cardinals are talking about trading him. Maybe the Patriots can send over that number 46 pick from the second round to possibly shake him loose, loose or trade for somebody else or, or draft somebody um, with that pick. Um, I, I I like the fact that we finally have some um, some premium draft picks that we can use to try to to try to get this team uh, back on track because I think I think Mac can be good provided he has the right infrastructure and the right like coaching and Bill yeah, has to do, yeah Bill has to do what he can to make sure that's the case next season yeah, absolutely I agree wholeheartedly with everything you said um, well right, man we could uh, wrap it up here. Um, any plans for tonight? Nope, nope. I'm just chilling out, um, mainly looking through some like school stuff. Actually, gonna go buy some some books. I, I I've been meaning to do that, and I haven't like looked, so I got to do that. Oh, gee, I, I don't miss those days. Yes, books. <laughs> Masters programs. That's how it would be. <laughs> what, are, what are you doing for the game? When you're gonna watch it anywhere? Or? Um, I'm probably just gonna like watch it at the house. To be perfectly honest with you, I don't. I don't yeah. really, I'm probably not gonna go out. I'm probably just gonna relax. Yeah, unless my, unless my brother calls me over somewhere in the his house or to a bar, I'm probably be at the crib watching the game. So. Yeah, I think they're all on like network television for the most part. Um, so yeah, I'm not, I'm not, I don't need, need to go anywhere. Well, all right, man. Well, yeah, we'll, we'll definitely talk. This, this episode will be up by tomorrow morning, so I'll, I'll send it to you and everything. And uh, hey, enjoy the games, man. I'll, I'll talk to you on, on on Twitter. I'm gonna try to be more active now. Um, Absolutely, no, not a problem. And then yeah, we'll link next week. Yes, sir, my guy. Take care. Have a good night. Right.
that is it for this episode. Salute to the homie E's. Thank you to Anchor. And of course, thank you guys for listening to this pod. And if you haven't already, be sure to hit that subscribe button. And this podcast is available damn near everywhere you listen to your favorite podcast that including Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and more. Um, you can also keep up with me on social media, Instagram, and Twitter, at MrVincent13. You can also like my Facebook fan page as well, the name is Vincent. Um, so yeah, that's it. Guys, enjoy your weekend. Enjoy these games. Whatever you do, do it responsibly, and you will see me, or rather, you will hear from me relatively soon. Until then, take care.